Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Welcome to Brain Stuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, Brain Stuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. Although these days wearing shoes with high heels is mostly coded feminine, the original wearers of high heels were men. So, what's the history here? When, where, and why did people first begin wearing shoes with elevated heels? We spoke via email with Elizabeth Semelhock, senior curator at Toronto's Bata Shoe Museum, who says she has yet to unravel this mystery. The exact origin of high heels remains to be discovered. What's clear, however, is that high heels were not a European invention— Heeled footwear only emerged in Western Europe around the turn of the 17th century, but had been worn for hundreds of years prior throughout Western Asia. Simulhaq said, Evidence for early Western Asian heels as far back as 10th century Persia suggests a strong relationship to horseback riding and may have been connected to the innovation of the stirrup. 
The stirrup profoundly changed horseback riding and in particular made military campaigns on horseback more effective as it enabled riders to steady themselves and dramatically improved the effective use of weapons such as the lance and bow and arrow. The heel seems to have been a further development of this technology as it allowed the wearer to hook his feet in the stirrups, better anchoring him to his steed. Eventually, heeled footwear for men spread to Europe, likely through political networks and trade. But the exact evolution is complicated. So why did heels only become of interest to Europeans around the beginning of the 1600s? Semelhack said, The answer lies in things as complex as European world exploration and the destabilizing of the textile trade to the rise of Persia under the reign of Shah Abbas I from 1588 to 1629, and both Persian and European concerns about the increasingly powerful Ottoman Empire. In particular, it was the power of Shah Abbas I's mounted military who wore heeled footwear that may have made heels appealing first to European men and ultimately to women. As the heel entered into upper-class men's fashion, there was a concurrent trend in women's fashion to adopt certain aspects of men's attire. Semahak said that the women who played with this trend were often, quote, the butt of ridicule and their numerous offenses included their adoption of men's military-inspired fashion, including broad-brimmed hats ornamented with plumes, doublets, carrying weapons, and wearing heels. The heels that both men and women wore in the early years of the 17th century were very low, but they would rise for both sexes as the century progressed. The majority of powerful and privileged men wore heels through the 17th century and into the early 18th century. In France, during the reign of Louis XIV from 1643 to 1715, wearing red high heels was a principal signifier of political privilege limited to the king and his courtiers. Beyond France, red heels for men were at first associated with French sophistication, but by the end of the 17th century, they were increasingly seen as effeminate, especially in England. Semelhock said, Fueled by nascent Enlightenment thinking and increasing nationalisms, men's dress began to undergo a radical transformation at the end of the 17th century. It was in the early 18th century that men abandoned the heel to women's fashions, and the heel became a signifier of femininity. Those shifts included a heightened division between men's and women's attire, as well as marked differences between French and English men's dress. Semelhock said, Since the 17th century, Western culture has shown extreme sensitivity to men in heels, especially if it's deemed that the heels are being used to increase height. She notes that this negative view only increased when Darwinian ideas of survival of the fittest became translated into racist and sexist notions of natural male, physical, and mental superiority. But heels for men made a brief comeback in the middle of the 20th century. Semelhack explained, The heel began rising in men's fashion in the 1960s, and in the early 1970s, it reached unprecedented heights in direct response, I feel, to the burgeoning women's movement. The heels in men's fashion, however, were not borrowed from the female wardrobe. They were blocky and high, like Louis XIV, and were touted as a way of increasing one's stature, masculinity, and confidence. In no way did they reference the long-standing feminine high and thin heel. These days, however, heels on men can be construed to emphasize a lack of height rather than compensating for it, which means, quote, that heels on men function like a bad toupee, they reveal insecurity, and that, in our current culture, is deemed unappealing. Iconic footwear designer Christian Louboutin concurred to a news publication, a man in heels? That's a prosthesis, but I sympathize, the men need help, but a man in heels is ridiculous. Clearly, Mr. Louboutin doesn't watch the Cowboy Channel. Those bronc and bull riders look pretty good. 
Or as Semmel Hack puts it, cowboys continue to own their heels and wear them with confidence. Today's episode was written by Carrie Tatro and produced by Tyler Klang. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.